Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome, welcome to Rainbow Soul. This is Hollis Taylor, and I'm one of your astrologers for this week. Um, I am a professional astrologer. You can totally uh, get a reading with me or um, check out my website at divineandrogen.com. The link to it's in the description of this podcast. And hi there, I'm Bride Hawk, artist, author, musician, storyteller, you can learn more about my book, The Dancing Hippo, award-winning book about resilience, wonderful book, ebook is a lot of fun. Uh, you can learn more at brighthawkproductions.com. And this week, uh, we don't have lacrosse with us, which is unfortunate because he likes to bring a lot of the uh, animal um, totems in and things like that, which is great, as well as some other wisdom, uh, but I'm sure he'll be with us next time. Um, and so for this week, uh, to just be the two of us, and I want to invite you to take a few deep breaths to ground yourself. Just take a moment to allow your feet on the floor. your bottom on the seat and as you become yourself in presence I hope that you could take this minute to take a few deep breaths Imagine yourself under a beautiful night sky. And the night sky is going to, we're going to kind of hit a fast forward on it. And the night sky with the moon are glowing and you can imagine if it was fast forwarded to the night and the sun comes up the sun rises 
high in the sky. You can feel the warmth on your skin. And in this moment, you start to notice something different about the sun and the light changes, not that you can stare at it too much. But in this moment, the moon moves across the sun, creating an eclipse. Maybe you've seen this before, and that's why we have our sky and fast forward. Because it actually happens really slow and when you watch it live. And the eclipse, the moon moves in front of the sun. Creating a beautiful eclipse. And you are reminded about how the ancients recognized this time as a particularly special moment, as a particularly magical moment. And anyone that was born on an eclipse tends to have a magical, amazing life. And for you, you recognize that this will bring change. When they say a total eclipse of the heart, they mean change. So as you watch this eclipse happen in front of you, you recognize that things could change within you. Your perspectives, your views, your life. And you take a deep breath and all those change might feel scary sometimes it's inevitable it is the only constant and we allow change to carry us forward into a better life into a better expression to an evolution of our souls that helps us live a better life And as the eclipse ends in front of your eyes, I invite you to come back here in this moment, in early October, as autumn begins to set in, and allow your body, feel your feet on the floor, Feel your bottom in the seat and wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers. Open your eyes and come into the present of the here and now.
Thank you, Bright Hawk. Always a pleasure. Thank you for playing for us. <laughs> Thank you for guiding us on that eclipse journey. Yeah. That is the big news of this week. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't let that go. So, um, and I think just this month we're having both a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse, though, right? Well, they always follow two weeks apart. Okay. The lunar eclipse is with the new moon, and the solar eclipse is with the full moon. Okay. And so the solar eclipse, eclipse happens first, right? No. The lunar eclipse happens. Yes. Okay. Yes. October 14th is a new moon in Libra. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the whole week. Um, and I don't want to get too caught up in the eclipse. We will go over about the eclipse and what does that mean for you. Um, but um, a couple of things I think um, would be interesting to have on this podcast about about with an eclipse is Bright Hawk. Did, weren't you born during an eclipse? Yeah. Yeah. That so. Was, um... So when we investigated that about what does that mean in astrology? Well, there's a whole bunch of things that that sort of point out certain things in my chart. And one of them is, yes, the fact that I was born right after a lunar eclipse, about 30 something hours after a lunar eclipse. Um, I'm also at the anoretic degree, uh, 29 degree Sagittarius into Capricorn. Ah, so you're right on the edge of being a Cap. And that cusp is all about changing the world. No pressure. You no know? pressure. <laughs> oh, you no. are here to change the world oh, and make no. it a better place. And it's true. I have always felt like, well, isn't that everybody's job? But I found out, well, no, you're uniquely, you know, knighted in that uh -huh. purpose and need to um, express yourself in this lifetime and make a difference. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then there's the yod that we've talked about right and so yeah there's a number of things that sort of line up and of course my birthday is winter solstice so i thought everybody had their mcic <laughs> lined up straight up and down you know <laughs> i thought that's how everybody's chart looked. well you are leo moon so <laughs> so then i learned <laughs> that it can be anywhere in the chart uh, it just happens to be if you're on a sol if you're a solstice, you're, it's going to be on the axis. Right. So um, yeah, the new moon on the 14th begins what we call eclipse season, and the two weeks that two week period we definitely talk about as being a time of the thinning of the veils. It's very um, <clears throat> it's a it's a very magical time. It's very um, you know, if you've been working on making your dreams come true, some things could happen, right? And I remember reading that if um, a person was uh, born on an eclipse, that they tend to have a very interesting life. <laughs> and I would say that you've certainly had a very interesting life. Uh, you've been to Africa, you've uh, climbed the highest mountain in Russia, in Europe, um, in Europe sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you were you know you've done some pretty interesting thing you've been part of some pretty interesting groups you're uh you've and and again and you've I had a very just, mystical life i thought everybody had an interesting life. no I thought everybody had you no. know and then i found out later that was not actually the case no. <laughs> i just thought that's how we all came you know but, no and so if you were born on an eclipse and how can you tell if you were born on an eclipse well, it's actually, isn't it if the sun and moon are conjunct? 
or completely opposite. Correct. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So if they're in opposition, meaning they're directly across the chart from each other, or if the sun and the moon are on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how you can tell. Well, that's how you can tell if you were born on a new moon or a full moon. But now you okay. need to also, um, when we're talking about eclipse, we're always talking about where the nodes, which are the luminaries, oh. for the sign. So um, that also comes into play. I, I can't say it. I don't want to go too far into a luminaries discussion because some people are really, really good at that. And I have just baby <laughs> steps into that. Well, we're all learning all the we're time. We're all learning all the time. So, um, yeah. So if you were born on, you can also just look um, at like, um, what do they call those? The, the calendars. You can just look at ephemeris. a calendar, go back to your the birthday and is... see if it was an eclipse. The ephemeris um, is the star bible if you will about yeah. all the placements and where they Let's are see if so. there was an eclipse like the day before or day after your birthday yeah um i sort of tripped over it and went oh my <laughs> mm -hmm. but your sun and moon are opposite each other yeah uh it, my moon is just off by a few degrees um, okay because of you know there's like 10 hours maybe difference right. between the eclipse so Okay, like and the moon moves difference. pretty quick. Right. So it, I just think it's interesting if you were born on an eclipse. And um, also, you should also keep in mind that um, eclipses, whether it's in your sign or not, will affect you. Um, it's just a matter of intensity, I think. Yeah. Matter of intensity. For sure. So um, the week begins on the 9th. And we'll be carrying over the mystic rectangle from last week um, with, and they, you know, those involve the nodes. So I'm just going to say whatever's going on in your life is probably super destined. Hmm. It's meant to happen. This is what's supposed to happen. Um, so allow it to happen. And um, the thing is, is that Pluto is squaring Mars. So um, it just makes me think a little bit about dynamics about change and action and power dynamics and it's possible that you could be having some issues with power dynamics um with men in particular or masculine people um or um or toxic behaviors um especially um violence um so because mars tends to uh and pluto is well destructive sometimes so Pluto squaring Mars, and you know, it could be resolved. It could be easily resolved. And um, Saturn is in opposition to uh, Venus. So, uh, and Saturn though, um, is, uh, is, in, is in Pisces. So Saturn's not particularly strong in Pisces. Uh, but it is there, and it's in opposition to a whole bunch of uh, planets of relationships. So if you find yourself questioning relationships or moving through relationships um, in a way that uh, is changing, that's exactly what's supposed to be happening. As mm. I said, with the mystic rectangle, that's ever, it's supposed to be happening right now. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So whatever happens, whatever doors close, just allow them to close, especially as we approach the eclipse this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, as you can see, the moon is a waning crescent moon because we're marching towards uh, the 14th as a new moon. So you can see at first it's going to conjunct Juno and then it's going to conjunct Lilith and then it'll conjunct Venus. But first we start with Juno. So um, there's two yods that are happening. The first yod has been that same yod that has just picked a different point each week where it's Pluto and Neptune on the base. We've been talking about this for uh -huh. months. And this time it's con and it's pointing at Juno, which conjunct the moon, right? So that's the first yod. And then the second yod is Mars and Juno, uh, Mars, Juno and the moon, I should say. Um, Mars and Juno point to um, Neptune. Ah, okay. And so that yod um, as well. So there's, uh, when we talked about dreams earlier, Neptune is very much about our dreams, right? And so um, with Mars and Juno and the moon, there's definitely some action that can be taken towards the destiny of your dreams. Okay. I would say. Yeah. And then um, the moon is squaring Uranus. So that could be a little bit of a challenge, but it's trining Chiron and it's in a trine to the North node as well. And Chiron and North node are conjunct pretty loosely. It's uh, seven degrees there. So um, you get the idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. And I was thinking about the moon squaring um uranus mm. and you know that could just be like emotionally you might want to resist um change resisting your path uranus often represent um sorry yeah uranus often represents getting on your path the way to your path it often will push you towards your path so if you're emotionally resisting some stuff this week it's okay um but try to push through it try to push through it especially as the moon moves on. Yeah, it's a void moon. Um, so that means it's not as strong. And of course, in Leo, a Leo moon is all about exuberance and fun loving and creative, but it can also be self-centered and self-indulgent and maybe conceited on the shadow side of Leo is a bully. But basically, the moon in Leo is has a lot of exuberance, and it's going to have to answer to the sun, because sun rules Leo. And so the sun is in Libra. The moon is answering to the sun in Libra. And um, I, like we already said, that, that energy, I think, is has some real positive potential with Juno. Okay, especially with relationship. Uh-huh. And it could be changing. It may not be easy change, but it's changing probably. Yeah. Especially um as we move on to the week. Yep. Um Neptune um I thought it was interesting that Neptune's kind of in between Uranus and Pluto and you know, they're sextiling. He Neptune is sextiling both of them. Mm. So there's definitely a shift a change, a push for you to get on your path. If you're not already on it, you might be tripping up. Okay. Or you'll recognize some things you got to change to get going on your, um, or to get going on your path. Hmm. And, um, Pluto, Pluto is in conjunct, uh, with Juno and Lilith, 
which makes me think about relationships, commitments, and independence, um, especially with Pluto. Uh, it's about to station, but it's in conjunct with those planets in Leo. So it makes me think, it makes me think like, you know, you resisting change. Okay. And so there's a part of you that knows you have to change. Bless you. There's a part of you that knows you have to change. And so you just need to kind of push through it a little bit. Hmm. Well, there's a kite to help you, you know, lift off in that regards. So now you can see the moon's on the other side of Venus, just, and um, is now in Virgo. So Virgo, of course, is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is currently in Libra. So the moon is answering to Mercury in Libra, and it's still conjunct Lilith and Venus. It's sextile Vesta. It's opposite Saturn. So that's a little bit of a challenge. Mm. But when you throw in uh, Mars, Vesta, the moon and Venus and Saturn, you have a kite. Okay. And Saturn is the point of the kite. So um, what's the work? Are you doing the work? What's the work? Okay. If you're doing the work and you're taking action in a good way, that seems like you could take flight okay if you're not you could get dragged That's yeah what it seems like to me yeah so if you're resisting change mm -hmm. so my Taurus friends out there jump on try not to resist the change too much um especially with uranus there uranus is trying to push you onto your path so just grab on jump on it's going to be okay um, it's actually going to lead us to good places. That's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it's going to it's going to slowly build up on this week. It's going to be like a slow build up. There could be some challenges to it, but it's really going to take us to a good place. And and some of those good things start to happen on the 10th and the 11th, especially when Saturn trines the part of Fortune and Mars um, together because that's about action and about how it can take you forward in the things that you see for in the things that you see fortunate. So if this could probably maybe have something to do with work or um, or your finances and things like that or career, but it could also just have to do with your structure or the way you do things in life. And so um, Saturn trying the part of fortune and Mars at the end because mars and the part of fortune are conjunct over there um although they're in different signs right so mars is in libra and the part of fortune is in scorpio so it's really going to be about taking action that changes your life okay that helps you feel fortunate whatever that is especially with saturn there it's going to bless it saturn's karmically going to say oh you've been working for this for a long time here it is Okay, now, and the other thing is, is that Mars and the South Node um, are also sextiling all of that relationship stuff at the top of the chart there with Venus and Juno and Lilith, okay, which are all kind of dancing together there at the top of the chart, and they're all related to relationships. I just laugh because these three have been dancing for quite some time now, mm -hmm. so I'm, I know people are going through relationship stuff. Um, Venus, Juno, and Lilith. Um, Venus is about your love and relationships and 
physical things too, um, money and things like that. Juno's about your commi commitments and Lilith is really about questioning your own independence, sometimes sexuality um, and things like that, okay? So, uh, so with Pluto, um, sorry, with Mars and the, and the South Node, um, conjunct and they're sort of sextiling the three of those, that tells me there's going to be some sort of action and there might even be some sort of action that closes doors and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's good to close that door. So if you are looking at something where you're like, I have to close this door, then go ahead and close the door, okay? Now, Jupiter is in opposition to Ceres, so be careful, take care of yourself. Um, there could be a tendency to uh, skip out on self-care um, and things like that, but try not to do that. And as Pluto moves direct on this day, that's really gonna that's really gonna amp up that feeling of throwing old stuff away. So it's really gonna amp up that that um, because Pluto is still squaring, you know, the South Node and Mars, and so it's squaring it, but it's going direct now. It's just gonna station on this day, um, and when it does that, that's positive change. That's okay. We finally threw that crap out the window mm, that's great yeah well and the positivity is also amplified in the fact that the moon is <clears throat> trining jupiter so you were saying big blessings you know things could be really good that way the moon is still in virgo and when the moon is in virgo it's really about practical intelligence and there's virgoian energy is intellectual it can be meticulous of course um, industrious, steadfast, responsible, thoughtful approach to living. You know, the shadow side of a Virgo moon can be critical, high-strung, standoffish, hypochondriac, things like that. But really, practical intelligence is what a Virgo moon is all about. And so the moon is trining Jupiter, which adds to that positivity we've been talking about. Um, and of course, as we get closer to the equinox and the new moon, the sun will line up with the south node and Mars. So that's what makes it an eclipse as well. Okay. okay. This is that the eclipse, the moon and the, sorry, the sun will line up with the nodes. Oh, uh, okay. 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 In this case, everything will line up with the nodes. And right. They, and, and it will line up with the south node in this case. Okay. <clears throat> so, well, and over there at the south node, Mars is conjunct it, but mm -hmm. Mars is moving now into Scorpio on the 12th. Um, so Mars moving into Scorpio is pretty intense because Mars rules Scorpio. Mm. So, you know, Mars into Scorpio, that's about action. Mm. Could also be about having a sharp tongue. So uh, careful. Mm, careful what you say. Um, sometimes Mars and Scorpio can very much say the perfect thing to, um, to uh, upset somebody or to start a war. Um, Mars and Scorpio with the south node there, that's pretty much exactly exactly what we were just saying is that it's going to start 
closing doors, but closing doors that you want to close. Okay. Old things, getting rid of old crap, throwing it out. Letting it go. It's a good idea. Well, the exciting thing on the 12th is that there is a grand trine in Earth. You have the moon in Virgo, Pluto in Capricorn, and Uranus in Taurus. And okay. so that is a grand trine in Earth. And when mm -hmm. I think of that, I think very grounded. Yeah. And it, practical. It, manifestations. Manifestation. Yeah. Eat well on this day. Yeah. Um, and when you throw in Neptune, once again, we have a kite. And so, um, uh, and the kite is Neptune helps it take flight. So it's what are your dreams and how to manifest them. So that's kind of, that's pretty great energy on, on uh, the 12th, I have mm -hmm, to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And the, you know, the, like I said, the week is going to kind of, going to kind of build up over the week. Right. But um, the beautiful thing is that um you know that when that happens it's going to build up and maybe you might feel like you're losing something but allow that to just just let it go uh because you don't need that anymore okay and saturn is going to try and mars um which i thought was interesting because that's action and saturn um is very much about your structure and how you do things so if you find yourself, um, and it's in opposition to Venus, so if that means like business relationships or other relationships come to an end, maybe you just allow that to happen, okay? Just allow them to fall apart. It's what's supposed to happen. You know, not everything is forever. Just going to say that. Mm -hmm. And the part of fortune is going to try Neptune because, and so on the same day, so that's telling me right away that this is something we really need and want. And it will kind of be like a good riddance type of energy. Like, a, oh, thank God that's over. Hmm. Okay. Like that. I yeah, didn't really that, feel like that. We've seen people grenade a relationship. That's what I call it. You pulled the pin, you know, and then you go, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I'm glad that's I, over. I think that's over now. That's good. So, yeah, letting that change flowing with whatever that change is. So are we on the 13th? Yeah. The 13th mm -hmm. is a dark moon. You happy birthday see. to my son, James. Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday, James. And um, so uh, the moon is now moved into Libra, which means that the moon is answering to Venus. And Venus is now finally moved out of Leo into Virgo, right? Mm. Yeah, just. And... Um, it's uh you can see now it's going to conjunct and pass by all of those placements there all and that so business the, over there in libra good the grief. first in, is uh Pallas athena then mercury then of course sun um the next day which is what's going to make it a new moon right next to the south node which is going to make it an eclipse so all very exciting a lot of energy in libra see all that energy in libra we call that a stellium because there's a ton of energy in Libra right now. Yeah. And, you know, so as we approach the 14th, which is the eclipse. Drum roll, please. This is the beauty of, um, there's a beautiful yod there um, mm. pointing to the eclipse. You see it there? 
um, nice. from Neptune and Uranus. And their sex dialing. That's great. Um, that's what makes a yacht is two in conjunct. I didn't see that um, before. So I and see now. That's really Neptune cool. Neptune and Uranus are sex dialing. And so that's that means that, you know, your dreams and your path are coming up. And so this is really what I'm saying about this eclipse, that although we may feel change, it's good change. It's the kind of change you want. It's when your dreams start to come true. Definitely set some intentions. New moons are great opportunities to set intentions. And you know, the funny thing on this day is that a grand trine begins to form nice. in water, emotions. So, um, <clears throat> and that's, that's beautiful because um, as a grand trine forms in water, we can, we can, um, and it forms into a kite towards relationships, we can start moving towards better relationships, good relationships, the type of relationships we want to have. And those things are priceless. And with the, if you are a Libra or have a strong Libra placement, so that means if you're a Libra sun, you're, you have three, four planets in Libra, or you're a Libra rising, or you're a Libra moon, uh, big changes. Something's going out the door. I know it's going out the door for me because I just, you know, had surgery and I'm so that feeling that I had around my heart and uh, the things that I'm able to let go of as I move forward with this successful surgery, um, that's that's pretty much what's going to happen, right? Is I'm gonna start feeling healthier and happier and being able to move my body, which is not something I could do before surgery. Um, and so yours, it could be health related, it could be something else, you know? It could be, um, for you, it could be about relationships, especially with Libra involved. It could, it could be about work, business. Um, it just depends on where Libra falls in your life. You probably know it's coming at this point. By the time you're listening to this, you're gonna be like, oh, I know what it is. You're already, you already, this isn't one day thing. This is something that's built up all week. So you probably already know what's about to change in your life. Um, and I think, I think that's, that's the thing. Whatever is about to change, allow it to change just allow it um there's a really great song uh um by uh i think her name is shyla shyla uh sugar ray or something like that it's called existence and in her song she says uh i allow like it's like an affirmation song in my opinion she says i allow all things to be as they are. And that's, you know, we we have a tendency to control things, you know? We wanna control the weather, we wanna control mother nature, we wanna control our health, we wanna control our partners, uh, our neighbors. I mean, come on, like humans generally wanna control everything. So uh, once we realize if we just allow things to be as they are, well, then that releases you from having to control things, which is actually a lot of work, right? Yeah. 
exhausting. It's exhausting, yeah. Yeah. Let go and let flow. So what do you have to say about the eclipse? Well, I think eclipses are very magical times. I think the time, especially in between the 14th and the 28th, the new moon and the full moon, will be very juicy. I think if in your reader's community, wow, take advantage of the opportunity because it should be easier than ever to do that kind of work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of the South Node's involvement, South Node is about past lives and um, closure and uh, endings. And, uh, and it also, you know, endings are always new beginnings, right? So the, the theme is, is very much there. It's fascinating that there's a grand trine in water at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's about like know, emotional. It could be very group. emotional or what? Yeah. Because Venus, Juno, and Lilith, I mean, whew. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know they're at the top there. That's the, and that's like at the tippy top of the kite there. That's forming. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like there's actually two kites. There's the one pointing down at Neptune and the one pointing up at relationships. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if you change relationships or you know um some people may experience more depth in their relationship. You may fall in love with your partner even more than you ever loved them before. Which, uh, being a person with some experience with long-term relationships, that's a pretty good sign. Uh -huh. um, so, um, you know, it can happen. You can fall in love with your partner again. Um, it's not that you fell out of love with them, but you fall deeper in love. Or there's a deep respect or a deeper understanding of each other in a really beautiful way. Um, that could definitely happen, especially with Leo that could that could really push you towards a deeper commitment to your to your partner um so if you're already in a relationship um consider that like you're like well i'm not breaking up with my partner right now but consider that you might have a deeper understanding with your partner you might have a deep deeper love with your partner and you know take a look at where leo is in your in your chart um and what's going on there because, um, you know, if it's in your house of career, for instance, uh, which is the 10th house, um, then it might be about your job. Maybe you love your job more. Maybe you get a promotion. Maybe you, uh, maybe you decide to commit a little bit where you're like, ah, I think I'm just going to stay at this job. Okay. So whatever it is, it's probably going to have something to do with commitment. Um, and with the eclipse, it's very much going to be about throwing something out, oh. throwing out an old way. Huh. <clears throat> cool. Well, we finished the week with the moon in Scorpio. So when the moon is in Scorpio, it's answering to Pluto, which is in Capricorn. And um, you can see now the moon is conjunct Mars. And it's just going to keep going right there and finish off with being um, conjunct uh, series, right? Is it that the one with the question mark? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. They're almost conjunct. They're... So that grand trine, it also becomes part of the grand trine in water because you have Mars and the moon and Saturn and Vesta 
And then again, you have that throw in Venus and you have a kite. So, right. um, again, that water continues and, um, pretty, pretty great aspects, you know, trining Saturn, trining Vesta. Yeah. Sextile Lilith. Even though there's an opposition in the sky with Jupiter and the moon, um, <clears throat> I think, I think it's still going to be a very positive right um thing that was my you might thought. be emotionally surprised or emotionally taken aback or something um but i still think it's going to be really good uh vesta is going to be involved so that's that's about your spiritual commitment so and psychics um if you're a psychic reader or a medium or anything like that um then i i know there's a lot of you out there that listen so i just want to say hey uh, this is a great time to do your readings. This is a great time to learn time. also to uh, start new ways or new methods, um, especially with the part of fortune, sextiling Mercury and Athena, um, because um, the thing about that is that, you know, Mercury is about what you say and channeling um, and Athena is about your strategy and the part of fortune is in Sag. So that could mean that what you say or do um, could help you uh, in your future endeavors, especially if you see travel as a, um, as a fortunate thing. Um, so I would just say that uh, psychics, um, yeah. you're gonna have a really beautiful time. Um, if you are, uh, a person that likes to get readings, this is a great time to get a reading. Um, and even if you're a person that's uh, studying any kind of metaphysical arts or um, or engage in metaphysical arts, now's the time. This is it. And if you want to learn something, this is a great time to learn something because you'll have something completely new. Okay. Yeah, and with the moon in Scorpio, you know, the moon in Scorpio is all about the spiritual nature. Moon in Scorpio is about imagination, can be very determined, can be very creative, ambitious, and definitely emotional. If you noticed a theme, astrology likes to point to certain themes over and over. Mm -hmm. So the Sagittarius, the Scorpio moon, sorry, you know, Scorpio shadow side of the moon can be obstinate, secretive, jealous. But um, really, when I think of the Scorpio moon, I think, wow, tap into your spiritual nature. Yeah, and so everything Scorpio you said very about spiritual. encouraging yeah. reader, readers to read this week, well, um, especially on the 15th, it's, it's a great day for reading. Especially with Vesta trining the yeah, moon in Scorpio. Yeah, all that, yeah. Because the moon is trining Vesta. Yeah. So um, in that moment, and a trine is, is really easy really blessing. Nice. And that's about your, and Vesta is about your, uh, your spiritual growth and your spiritual commitment, where, what, what you're dedicated to. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a really, actually, a great, uh, great week. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this eclipse has to be scary. No. Um, so don't make it scary. It's actually seems like a pretty good one. And although there might be a lot of change around it, I don't think it's going to be hard. Okay. And I'm about to. I'm going to shuffle these tarot cards. Yeah. You're going to pull us. I'm going to pull uh, three cards from the Love is Love deck. This is the Pride deck. 
Um, it's I love this deck. It is um, one of my favorite decks so far. Um, and I would say that uh, what makes it beautiful is that I love the collaboration. Um, every single um, every single card is done by a different artist, and it's a different LGBTQ artist, which uh, to me feels pretty awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna pull three cards, and um, the interesting thing about the tarot, this tarot, is that you really have to look at each image. Okay. And it's Rider weight based, but it is not uh, completely 100. I don't follow that. Um, and, you know, each of us have a relationship with our own cards. And so this right here is the messenger. This is the activist. This is the person that's standing up and speaking and saying. So if recently you have spoke out, if recently you said, this is what needs to really happen, or recently you had to stand up for yourself. Um, I know I had to recently, and maybe some other people do too. And maybe recently you had to speak out about something. Um, and if you did that, you're on track. This is a reminder that you did that, um, that you did that thing, that you spoke up, that you spoke your truth, that you brought it forward, okay? And this is the messenger because when we speak our truth, oftentimes, first of all, there's lots of other people that are like, that happened to me too, right? Okay. And then also, um, and then they, and then also you can help change the world that way. If you never speak your truth, no one's ever going to know. How do you expect anyone to know what bugged you, what bothered you, or what hindered your growth um, if you never speak it? So that's what this card is about. This card is about speaking up, speaking your truth. It's truly a special divine card, okay? Now, um, this is the here and now. And so we got a reminder of you speaking your truth in the past. And then this is the Knight of Swords, okay? And the Knight of Swords is pretty much, well, the Knight of Swords is, this is a very um, strong card. This is very sort of black and white in a way um, in your thinking um, because that's why it's black and white is because it's meant to say, and you can see there is a little bit of color. It's a rainbow. It's a trans flag on, uh, or it's a rainbow flag on uh, this person's shoulder on their armor. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there's always a little queerness in every, in every card. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, this card is very much about being black and white in your thinking and to, and even in your action going forward. Um, and, but also being very plain about it and being very forward about it. And that's good. This is an encourage you to move forward, to go forward and do what you need to do. And this card is about the future coming. And this is interesting because this is a new beginning, which is exactly what an eclipse is. It's a new beginning. And so of course this person, they have their companion in hand and uh, their cute little dog and their rainbow backpack and off they go 
into a new beginning. And the fool is all about the new beginning, right? And uh, it does not mean foolish. It does not mean that you're going to walk off a cliff. Um, it does not mean you're going to fail. It means that you're starting something new. That's what it means. It means that it means that there is a new beginning, a new way, a new it's going to happen. Okay? And that's pretty much what this is about. So, interestingly, remember what you've said, remember speaking out about yourself, remember uh your bravery and what that took to come out and say what you needed to say and the action that you're taking right now this week um whatever movement you're taking the okay well we got to get this done and we got to do this or whatever's happening in that regard you know it's there and here it is and it's happening okay so get it done and as you go forward um, be aware that you're in a new beginning. This is a new new turn, a new new way, a new way to do things. Okay, so that's that's it's a new beginning. And I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Whatever that new beginning looks like for you. Okay. Hey, speaking of new beginnings, I've started selling some of my artwork on Etsy. And this is one of the examples of a crystal grid. I include the crystals. I've painted both sides um, of the, the wood slices that I've And You know harvested. what's cool about this, friends? Is <laughs> that like you can, so you get this like, and you can, first of all, you can take this anywhere you go, right? But also um, you can lay your stones on it um in a way that help you focus the energy when i started using these art pieces i found that i was able to focus my energy in a much better way so then when i was focusing on whatever i wanted from the crystals for instance um i could actually feel the energy more and then i could like kind of focus over top of it and um i had a i have a different one that i use to set up for like anxiety attacks um because i was having a lot of anxiety in my chest um yeah and most of it's in i think everything's in there and i've got a smaller one uh because it was right at the beginning of her making them and um and i just was like this is so cool because I can use this like a crystal grid. And that's what kind of gave her the idea to make more. But as you can see, this is a nice big one. You could have this on your altar and it's got two different sides, you know, so you could use this for some things and maybe use this to remember how you're connected to the world or to bring a little ohm in your life, eh? So, I mean, it's just, I just wanted to like kind of go through how they're special why crystal grids are so cool because um you know if you go online look for crystal grids you won't find anything like that nothing you'll find me at brighthawk art at etsy and you can always find the link from my website at brighthawkproductions.com yeah and you get different sizes crystal grids and i'm having fun creating more art and it's so beautiful. Thanks I for think your I think that you, the fact that you 
um, focus your energy. Like you might be listening to astrology or something about sacred geometry or something like that while you're painting, um, I think adds to the energy of things. And the fact that the wood slices, you're cleaning up the forest. Yeah, I've I've literally hand harvested all of the pieces because most of it is beetle kill that's been on the forest floor. So then I'm cutting it, hauling it out of the woods up to Strong our shop, woman. you know, and then and I've gotten more and more involved with each round of crystal grids I've made. So they've gotten smoother and more. Um, it's really fun to work with the energy of the wood and the grain and uh -huh. and um, painting it. And it's a, it's a really fun process. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's beautiful to watch them come out and to see, uh, you know, what, what patterns or, or uh, pictures she puts on each one. And, and I'm even starting to work on ornaments because holidays are coming and lots of people like ornaments. So yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so how about that? So um, lots of beautiful, um, lots of beautiful artwork at Brighthawk's uh, Etsy store. And if you follow the store, which we appreciate, um, oh, that okay. really helps. Um, and then you'll get notifications as she adds her new artwork. And, you know, she'll also be adding artwork, other like paintings and things like that too. This one, okay. this one I have created numerous times because it's rather popular. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Brighthawk is a great artist. Aww. If you appreciate art, um, yeah. especially colorful art, um, then this is the way to go. Okay. Well, it's very fun to create. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Rainbow Soul. And we hope that you have a great eclipse. May it be powerful and beautiful and may all your dreams come true. Yes. So make them good dreams. They will come true. <laughs> good things are going to happen, my friends. That's right. All right. Well, make sure you like, you follow, or um, comment or whatever. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing about um, you know, what, what came, what came to fruition for you. Uh, I'd love to hear from people out there, how the eclipse manifests for you. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Share your eclipse stories. All right, my friends. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's soul astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.